0: Recorded live. What God has for me, it is for me.
1: What God has for me, it is for me. i know without a doubt yeah, so. that he will bring me out what god has for me it is for me you, Lord. what god has for me it is for me, what God has for me, it is for me. what God has
0: What God has for me, it is for me. And the writers say, I know without a doubt that He will bring me out. But what God has for me, it is for me. It is for me. It is for me, what God has for me, it is for me, amen, thank God that you know that what God has for you, can't nobody else get it but you, amen, it got your name on it, thank you Lord. Thank you, Lord specifying what is mine. I don't care how many try to get it. I don't care what they try and do to take it from me. If God has it for me, it is for me. Amen. That's all you have to know. That's all you have to be concerned about. Don't worry about what people are doing, how they try to undermine you, what they try and do. Because whatever God has for you is for you. Amen. That's very reassuring to know whatever God has for you. Can't nobody else take it. Can't nobody else get it. No matter how long it takes. Amen. God said he got his, your name written on it so nobody else can get it but you. Amen. It's something like a special delivery letter. Amen. You signed for it. There can't nobody else sign for it but, but you. Amen. Let us turn our attention to the 25th chapter of the book of Matthew. Matthew's chapter 25. We begin reading from verse number one. Amen. Thank God for all of you who have came out to the service on today, as well as those that may be listening into our broadcast. We thank God for one in all. and all. We do pray that service thus far has been a blessing to you as well as you have been a blessing to the service. We do pray that the word of God may encourage your hearts on today. Matthew chapter 25, verse 1. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, five were foolish. They that were foolish took, no, took their lamps and took no earl with them. But the wise took earl in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. And all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your world, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, No, not so. Least there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, Lord help us, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore. For you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. We like to speak from the subject, be ready when he comes. Be ready when he comes. Our Father and our God, we thank you for those that are present as well as those that may be listening in. And we pray, Father, that you give each one a listening ear to hear what your Spirit says into the church. Give us a heart to receive it, dear God, and to make ready ourselves for the coming of our Savior. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, and the church say, amen. You may be seated. Amen. Be ready when he comes. Not if he comes, not maybe, but be ready when he comes. Because he said that he's coming back like a thief in the night. That no man know the day or the hour that the Son of Man shall appear. He said, occupy until I come. He give us something to do. Not just wait around or just be sitting around, amen, but be on the job, occupy, Be busy about God's business until he comes. He told his disciples to go and make disciples of men. That's our duty, that's our job. That we be a witness for the Lord, that our lives may be a written testimony to those that we live, work, and walk around, that our life may be a written epistle before men, that men may look upon our lives and read and see that there's Christ living on the inside of me. Sometimes we get off track. Sometimes we majoring in the minors and mining in the majors. We're so busy with certain messages that uh, we're too blessed to be stressed and name it and claim it and my Boaz and my house on the hill and my call and all of these things, and we forget what the ultimate prize is. The ultimate prize for you and I is to make heaven our home because all of these things that we seek after here, we're going to leave them here. The only hours for a moment of time. We only stood over those things. They're they're not yours. Because when you leave away from here and you close your eyes and take your last breath in this life, all of those things that we have gained will be left here. Even Solomon, the most wisest man that ever lived, he said, Vanity is vanity, says the preacher. Once you get it, We're just like children that got a Christmas gift. They play with it for a while, and after a while, they can't even find it. It has no value to them anymore. But the thing that seems to be the greatest of value is the thing that we take the less time with. The Bible says we should place our affection on things that are above and not on things that are in the earth. For the things that are on the earth are only temporal. But the things that come from above are eternal. Here Jesus is given a lesson, a parable, to the people who are following behind him. And we do know that Jesus had a large following. Why? Because he was healing the sick. He was raising the dead. He was giving sight to the blind. He was touching the dumb and making the dumb talk. All of these things that he did, he fed five thousand with two fish and five loaves of bread. That would cause a large following when people began to see, amen, a man do these type of things. Amen. He even spoke to nature and told the sea and calmed the sea and, and the winds behaved. And those that walked with him and followed him say, What manner of a man is this that even the winds and the waves obey? So when you find people with this type of power that comes from God, you would have a Lord following. Matter of fact, I've seen a lot of people run to certain types of churches because they give prophecies, and some of those prophecies have come true, and so when it, go, and when it gets out to people, what's going on at a certain church? They would leave from where they are being fed. They would leave from the pastor that God have given them to go follow behind a hearsay that this man is prophesying, and he prophesied into my life, and, girl, I got what he said. Well, we need to pay attention to what God says much more than what a man would say because everything that a man says, it has to be backed up by the Word of God. Jesus gives this teaching to those followers, to those that thronged and, and followed behind him, waiting to see what was the next miracle he would do. And so he takes the attention off the things in the earth and places the attention on the things that are of heaven. And that's where we got to get back focused on. We got to get back focus on heaven. Amen, somebody. Tell your neighbor, we got to get back focus on going to heaven. Amen. Rather than going, amen, to see, amen, the renaissance. Rather than going see the game. Rather than going see family or friends. We got to get focus back on going to heaven. Amen. Because this place is not our home. We're only pilgrims. We're only passing through. We're only here for a span of time. And when that time is up, we got to leave away from here. And it's what we do while we're here in between that span of time that Solomon talks about in the book of Ecclesiastes. There's a time to be born and there's a time to die. In between that span of being born and dying, what are you going to do with your life that you would make heaven, your home? He give, us, he give us time. He give us space, He give us preachers, he give us teachers, He give us a word, amen, that came from him, that we need to make preparations, that we need to get busy and get ready for when He comes. He said that the kingdom of heaven is likened unto 10 virgins. Now he's going to talk about two groups of people in this parable just like we have two groups of people in the church. You have church goers and you have church followers. You have those that follow the Lord and our Savior. He said unto ten virgins that took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. It's an illustration of Christ marrying the church. And he comes for those that are ready. And so when the invitation went out, the ten virgins went to meet the bridegroom. And the Bible says five of them was wise and five of them was foolish. And it let us know which one was wise and which of the five was so foolish. Five of them made preparations because they knew concerning a marriage feast that not always the bridegroom came at the time that they expected him. We've heard from time to time, about a certain religious sect, always prophesying that when the end of time would be. And every time that this religious organization had prophesied that the end would come in 2000 and whatever, we're still here. We're still here. The Bible is the thing that we need to get in and digest because it says no man know not even christ himself not no man know but he gives us things to look to to let us know when the end of time is near he said there's going to be wars and rumors of wars They're going to be sickness and disease and diverse places they're going they're going to, the father is going to be against the son and the, and the son against the father these things are going to happen. He said, This is going to be the beginning of the end of time. These things that we see in our midst, even as we speak today. All of these things and, and, and nations against nations. The, 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 just here recently, we had our election. And, the, and, and they said that the whole nation of America, the United States, the nation, is split. Because there's a lot of people that's not. Satisfied with who was elected? There's still question on how he got elected. A person with no political background have got into the White House. So he gives us something to look to, so that we can be ready when he comes. That even if we if we 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 we, we slack and slumber. When we see these things, it it helps us to get back on track. He said, the five wives took their lamp, but they took some earl in their vessel. But the foolish, they took a lamp, but they didn't take no earl in their vessels. Now, during the time that they were waiting for the bridegroom." The Bible said that the bridegroom tarried, and because he tarried, they slumbered and slept. Now, this is an indication of where the church is at. He gave us something to do while we were waiting on his return, but instead of us being busy about God's business, they slumbered and slept. No activity from the church. The church became a monument instead of a movement. Lord, help us to get back to where God has called us to be. If you would look into the ending of this chapter, around verse 31, in this same chapter, he talks about another illustration of the people, amen, that was waiting on his return. And he said, he said in, 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 in the 31st verse of this, he says, when he was hungry. Help us today, Lord. He said, you fed me. When I was sick, you came and you, and you visited me. We hear, we hear this announcement every Sunday. The Bible said that the cry went out that the bridegroom is coming. The cry go out every Sunday. You know, that, that, we have to put it on on, on, on the phones. We got to send texts out. We got church today. Because the send out we got we got mission. The cry went out. But nobody moved. Nobody is going. And so Jesus gives this illustration down in the later verses of this same chapter. And he said, When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was sick and in prison, you came and you visited me. And he said, Lord, when did we see thee in need of all these things? He said, As much as you had done, To the least of these, my brethren, you have also done it unto me. Lord, help us. Thank you. He said, When I was hungry, you fed me. Now, now, now to the ones who who, who sat idle and slumbered and slept, he told them, he said, When I was hungry, you gave me no food. When I was thirsty, you gave me no drink. When I was naked, you didn't even clothe me. He said, When I was sick and in prison, you didn't even visit me. And the same question come back and says, Lord, when did we see thee in need of these things? He says, as much as you've done not to the least of these, my brothers, you didn't do it unto me. He said, you're cursed out of darkness ever- of the darkness. We don't want to hear God say these things to us when we stand before him. The church has to get busy about God's business. We got our agenda so full with so many things, we haven't made time for God. We haven't made time to go out and be a witness for him. We haven't made time to go out and visit the sick. That's something that, look, everybody can't, one person can't do everything, but everybody can do something. You ever heard that before? Nobody can do everything, but everybody can find themselves to do something when it comes down to God. God has been too good to us. He that spared our lives. He that gave us shelter over our heads. He that gave us clothing on our bodies and shoes on our feet. He put bread on our table. Gave us good jobs. Gave us some fine children. All these things that God have done for you. What have you done for God? The Bible said that when the bridegroom parried, they slumbered and slept. Nobody had time, amen, to do anything for God. While he tarried, they slumbered and slept. Because God has delayed his coming, amen, we have delayed, amen, our service. We don't give service. We just come to the worship service, but we don't give service to those who are less fortunate than what we are. Thank you, Lord. The bridegroom tarried and they slumbered and slept. The Bible says at midnight, help us today, Lord. The cry was made. Behold, the bridegroom coming. The, 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 the announcement went out while there was what? Slumbering and sleeping. We can't get ready when he gets back. We got to get ready before he comes. Amen, somebody. When he comes back, the Bible says that if you're holy, be ye holy still. If you're filthy, be ye filthy still. So however he come and catch you, that's how you're going to be judged. But we got to be ready when he comes. We can't get ready when he gets here. We got to be ready before he comes here. The cry was made at midnight. Most people at midnight is sleeping. Most people at midnight, amen, they took, amen, and got comfortable. Amen, waiting for the Lord to, to work the next day. Waiting for to do whatever they do on the following day. At midnight. People get upset and get, and get anxious when somebody knock at the door at midnight. Who's that at my door? Who, who, who that is? People get, get, get furious when somebody come and knock at the door, ring their doorbell at midnight. But the cry was made that the bridegroom. He's coming. Amen, somebody. And they woke up and got up. Amen. But the wise, amen. They had trimmed their lamp. Amen. But they still had some oil in a vessel to fill their lamp. But those that were foolish brought nothing with them, was unprepared. Didn't think that he would come then. Amen. Thought that they would have time to go and fill the lamp with some earl. So they didn't make preparations because they didn't think that it would take that long. Lord, help us today. You got to be ready for when the bridegroom comes. Amen. No man knows the day, the minute, the hour that he's going to come. All he said is that he's coming back. Amen. for a church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. The cry was made, the bridegroom coming, go ye out to meet him. He's coming, amen, go meet him. Now, let, look, look, look at this. I know I hear a lot of people, and you didn't hear it too, oh, I'm going to church and I'm going to give my life to God. But if you look at the scripture, amen, he came to, for them and all they had to do was meet him. So it let us know that there's something that God will do, but there's also something set aside for you and I to do. Amen. He'll come in your life, but you have to be there to accept him in your life. He'll come to bless your life, but you have to have yourself in position to receive the blessing that God has for you. And so when, when, when the cry was made, he was coming to them And they had to only go and meet him, but the ones who didn't have the earl couldn't go because they had no earl in their land. Now, the earl represents the power of the Holy Spirit. So God knows those, amen, that put their trust in him. Amen. The same way uh, the, uh, the Lord was telling me when I was looking at this lesson, when Cain had killed his brother Abel, he put a mark upon him. A Cain was worried about somebody was going to kill him because he killed his brother. And God told him, "Say said, you don't have to worry about nobody touching you, Cain. I'm going to put a monk on you. I'm going to put a monk on you. I will monk. I will monk. The monk that he put on the believer is the power of the Holy Spirit. And so he looked down inside of us. He don't look at what we say. He don't look at how we dress. He don't look at how we throw our hands up, all of these gyrations and stuff. He looked on the inside of our heart. Thank you, Lord. This is where the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in our vessels of clay, inside of our heart. That's why we got to get our heart right. We've got to get our heart clean. We can't hold people and things in our heart. we got to get it right because that's the place where the Holy Spirit dwells, inside the heart. This is our mark. When he looks down upon us, amen, he sees the blood covering us, and he sees Christ living on the inside of us. Thank you, good day, Lord. We got to get right. Amen, we got to get right. Nobody and nothing, amen, is worth my salvation. Thank you, Lord. Christ had done too much. He died. He suffered. Amen, he bled. Amen, was humiliated and spit on. He done too much, went through too much for my salvation. Nobody is worth it. Nothing is worth your salvation, amen, that God came to bring to you. The Bible said that the cry was made that the bridegroom comes. You got to be ready. Thank you, Lord. The virgins that was wise trimmed their lamp. They both trimmed. Amen. But the but the foolish, amen, their lamps was going out. Don't let the things of this world cause your lamp to go out. Don't let the pressures of this world cause your lamp to go out. Don't let the things that people do you, amen, and, 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 and despitefully use you and break your heart and and and. and, and, and and, Lord, help us today, Lord, and do things, amen, contrary unto you. Don't let these things cause your lamp. Don't let those things cause your lamp to go out. Thank you, Lord. You got to be trimmed, baby. You got to be trimmed, amen, when, when, when you find these people that, 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 that they call landscapers, amen. It's good when they cut the grass, amen. You can see it cut, but you know what makes it look good? Amen, when they trim it, when they, put, when, they, when they edge the sidewalk and the driveway, amen, that house begins to stand out. Amen, it's good when it's cut, amen, because it's nice and even, amen. But what really makes that lawn and that yard stand out is when they trim it. <laughs> you got to be trimmed. Thank you, Lord. You got to be cut down by the edges. There are certain rough edges that are still on you, amen, and God just needs to trim you. Amen. Just tell your neighbor, I, I, I'm doing pretty good, but I still yet need to be trimmed. Thank you, Lord. There's some rough edges that's still on me. I still got some bitterness, some malice. Some Amen. I still got some little revenge inside me. Yeah, he didn't he did, he did cut me. Yeah, he didn't cut me. I didn't feel the cut that he cut. Amen. I might be looking good up on the surface, but I need some trimming. Amen. They they both trimmed the lamp, but there was there was a difference in the in the fire that was wise and the fire that was foolish. They both trimmed the lamp, amen. But but one of them didn't have enough oil in the lamp. The lamp was going out, amen. And the wise had brought some some oil in a vessel. You look, if, if you're looking clear here, they both had lamps, but only one of them had a vessel that had oil in it. Thank you, Lord. We need some trimming today. Thank you, Lord. We need to be trimmed. Amen. We got to be trimmed from out of self centeredness. Amen. And trimmed back into God centeredness. Amen. From, from self consciousness to God consciousness. We need to be trimmed. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, I need to be trimmed. Amen. Yeah, we need to be trimmed. Thank you, Lord. The fool is saying unto the wise, Amen. My lamp going out. Give me some of your oil. Amen. Give me some of your oil. Thank you, Lord. The Bible said that, that he said, no, not so. I can't give you what I got. Amen. When I looked at that, it reminded me, amen, of, of the parable about, about Abraham, amen, and, 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 uh, and, and Zac, Zacchaeus, Zacharias, amen. The Bible said that, that, that he was sick, amen, and, and a rich man wouldn't give him the bread or the crumbs that fell from his table. Amen. But the time came when they both died. Thank you, Lord. They both died. And the Bible said that, that Zacharias found himself, amen, in the bosom of Abraham. Amen. But when the rich man died, he found himself, amen, in hell. Amen. And he said, look, there's torment down here. Can you tell him, tell all Zacharias, amen, to come in and give me some water to cool my tongue because there's torment down here. Amen. The Bible said that you saw him say, look, Abraham is over here in the place amen, of, of blessedness, amen, he can't come to you, and you can't go to him, Lord, help us here today, you should have been ready, he said, look, I got seven brothers, amen, that's doing the same thing I'm doing, tell them to go back, amen, To tell my brothers that, that, that there is a place called hell, there's this torment down here, he said, look, if they didn't hear Moses and the preachers, amen, they won't hear one that came back from the dead, thank you, Lord, you got to hear the word, amen, you got to hear the word of God, the word of God, the Bible says, is quick. Amen. It's quicker than, and sharper than any two-edged sword. Thank you, Lord. That's all right if it cuts you. That's all right if it bruises you. That's all right if you get hurt by the word of God, as long as it gets you ready. That's what the word comes to do. The word comes to get you ready. He said, look, not so. I can't give you anything what I got. Amen. You got to have it for yourself. Do you realize I can't give the Holy Spirit to you? No more than you can give it to me. You got to get it for yourself. You got to be willing to give up some things. You got to be willing, amen, to sell out. Amen, to give yourself to God. Thank you, Lord. He said, at least there be not enough for us and for you. But go rather to them that sell and buy for yourself. You got to sell out. Amen. You got to sell out. You got to be willing to sell out. Thank you, Lord. The Bible said, while they went to go and buy. Amen. The bridegroom came. Amen. And those that was wise, those that had earl, to put back into their vessel. the Bible said they went in with the bridegroom. Guess what happened when they went in? Lord, help us here today. When they went in with him, the Bible said they shut the door. Don't let the door get shut on you. Thank you, Lord. Now is the day and the time, amen, for salvation. Now is the time, amen, to repent, amen, that God can forgive you, amen, and make you ready for the kingdom of heaven. Lord help us here today. The door was shut. You remember the story in the book of Genesis? Amen. When God went and told uh, 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 Noah, said, "Look, it's gonna rain one day." He told Noah, said, "Look, it's gonna rain. Prepare yourself an ark." He said, "For the for the for the rain gonna come and the, and the and the floodgates gonna open up." Amen. And everybody that's not ready gonna drown. The Bible said that Noah began to got busy. Amen. It began to build a ark. 120 years it took Noah to make everything prepared and, and get all the animals inside the ark. 120 years. But when it was all done, the Bible said when Abraham, Amen, when Noah went into the ark, him and all the animals in his family, the Bible said that God shut the door. Could you imagine when that rain started falling? Something that they never saw before. Amen. Never had saw rain. Rain had never hit the face of the earth before. The, 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 the vegetables and the, and the trees, the Bible says they, they were fed from the dew that fell down. But they never had rain to fall before. And so when the rain started falling, people started believing. But it was too late. Don't let the door shut on you. Don't let it be too late. Amen. For you to repent. Amen. And turn back to God. Tell God you're sorry. Tell God, ask God for the you. Amen. For the malice and the bitterness. And the sins that you committed, whatever it is that you have done, contrary to the will of God, ask sin. The Bible says you have not because you act not. The Bible says that when the virgins went in, the door was shut. Don't let God shut the door on you. The doors are still open. The doors are still open. <laughs> There's things that you and I, we all need to repent about. There's things that you and I still need to turn away from. Amen. Don't let go on. Shut the door. Another virgins came back from going to try and find themselves some earth, try and get themselves right. When it went to, to, to people who sold something that wasn't, amen, strong enough, wasn't good enough, amen, for them to make it in. You know, a lot of times we run behind things, amen, that's not godly, thinking that, that these are the things going to help us to make it in. These are the things gonna help make my life complete. These are the things gonna help make me be somebody, and somebody gonna look up and 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 and, and worship me. Say when they came back, Amen. Lord, help us. They begged and they knocked and said, "Lord, open up to us." And he answered and said, "I know you're not." After you done all of this. After you done, done all of that, you done came to church. I mean you done dressed up and looked good coming. You didn't sang a few songs, you done preached the gospel, you didn't taught a few lessons. You done did your deacon duty, you done did your musical duty and all of the rest of these things. And when you come stand before God, he's gonna tell you I know you are not. I don't even know you, sister. Who are are you? The Bible says that they're gonna say in that day, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't I preach the gospel for you? Didn't I teach a few lessons in your name? Didn't I do wonderful works? Didn't I cast out devils in your name? Be gonna say, Depart from me, for I know you not, for you are worker of iniquity. Why come? Why here? And not do what God said do. But the time's going to come that we all have to stand before his judgment seat. And we're going to have to give account of all the deeds that's done in our body, whether it's good or whether it's bad. We're not here forever. We got to leave away from here one day. And you don't know what day God has prepared for your going home. But we all got to go home one day. You hear people say in the church all, all the time they don't say a funeral or a wake service, they say a going home, right? A home going. We go in and, 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 and and have a good time for the home going of Sister So and so or either Brother So and so. One day they're going to be saying that about you and I. There's going to be a home going. And only you and I can determine where that home will be. I don't know about you, my sisters and brothers, but I would rather make heaven my home. So it's best that I make preparations while I'm here. Because once I close my eyes, I can't make preparations. Jesus said, I must work the work of him that sent me while it is day. For the night comes when no man can work. That time is coming. For all of us. Some leave young. Some leave old. Some leave at an age in between. But regardless of what age you leave at, we all have to leave. Will you be ready when he you call your name?
1: Are you going to be ready when he you call your
0: name? Or will you ask for some more time? They had a song about that called the death in the beautiful lady. She was so pretty that everybody in town admired her. Everybody looked up to her and worshiped her. That one day she was sitting down. The Bible said that, uh, the songwriter said that, that she, was, she was so loved and so liked in the community that she didn't even have to lock her door. People came from everywhere to see her because the, the, the talk had got out how pretty she was. And she was sitting at her, at her vanity, putting makeup on and, and admiring herself in the mirror. And she heard a knock at the door. She said, the door is open. Come on in. Who is it? And the answer came back, this is Deb. And so she said, she said, oh, did you come? She said, no, I was just in the neighborhood and I heard talk about you. And I just thought I'd stop by to see you. And so she told Deb, she said, look, when you come back for me, give me a warning. Let me know that, that my time is near. Give me a warning before you come back for me. And they told her, say, I'll send you a warning before I come back. And, and the songwriter said, as time went on, the lady got old, and she had to put dye in her hair to cover her grave. She went and got makeup and put on her face to cover up the wrinkles, and she looked in the mirror and she said, oh, I'm still pretty. And while she was just saying that, she heard another knock at her door. And she said, oh, it's open. Come on in. Who is it? And he said, this is death. And he said, oh, you're in the neighborhood. Who are you going to see? She said, I come back for you today. Say, hey, I thought you were going to give me a warning. Say, I did. You remember that gray hair that you put the eye in? That was me sending you a warning. Remember all that makeup you put on your face to cover those wrinkles? Say, that was me too, giving you a warning. What kind of warning is he sending out to you? How many close calls have you had? How many times you thought that the wreck just past you could have killed you? How many times you was in a community or a neighborhood and you heard the next day that somebody got shot or something happened? He was sending you out a warning. So we got to make sure that we're ready for when he comes because we don't know when that time will come. I got to skate just the other week. When two calls came out of the fog, and if that call would have hesitated at any minute, I probably wouldn't even be here. And if I was, I'd be re- really bad messed up because they had two calls would have ran into me. God is just sending us out a warning. We're so busy wanting to hear a message about being blessed and damning and claiming and all the rest of these things, but we need to, we need to get back to the basics. And realize what our main purpose is to make heaven our home. Do you want to go to heaven? I want to go to heaven. I want to make heaven my home. And church, I pray that you have the same answer that you would want to make heaven your home. Amen. Be ready, church, when he comes. When he's coming back, he's on his way back. And he's coming back for the church. We thank God for the message. Amen. Thank God that God would bring us back and put our feet back down on, on the earth, back down on solid ground. Amen. We, we're so busy worrying about our Boaz and, 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 and the, the promotion on the job and, and the raise that we, we're looking for, the car that we're trying to buy uh, or whatever it is that we're trying to get, the house on the hill, and all the rest of these things that's of this world. But God is telling us, don't forget, I'm on my way back. And you need to be prepared. Because heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. Amen. Let us stand as we're about to be dismissed.